The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Marvel's Wastelanders, Wolverine. Claw's weapon couldn't have destroyed Wolverine's skeleton. It's adamantium. The metal is virtually indestructible. I need it right away. So you want me to go up there to look for it? We've got visitors. Knock, knock. Evening, neighbors. Mm-mm. Looks like you're having stew. <laughs> what the hell? My mistake for being so neighborly. Here's one of them. I thought wolves didn't feed on humans. Not unless they're hungry. Guess they're hungry. Never knew Fang had so many friends. How is Fang? In the corner, licking his wound. The bullet barely nicked him, thank goodness. Wanna find some shovels? Okay. Yes, that's my job. How can everything turn on a dime so easily? I mean, the randomness of it. Life. Death. Waking up one day thinking it's gonna be a nice day outside. Get dressed, make coffee, meet an X-Men, get assaulted, become an eyewitness to a triple homicide, watch a pack of wild animals chow down on the corpses. Kind of feels like a long way from the coffee. Yeah. I can't take this anymore. Fang, tell your friends to go home already. How are we ever gonna forget what we've seen? Soldiers do it somehow. How? I don't know. Guess it goes into a locked room inside their heads. Okay. What happens if they open the door? That's why it's locked. It's like, one half of my brain says, Logan saved our lives. We should be grateful. And the other half is frantically waving her hands and screaming, run. He's a mutant. What do you expect? What does that mean? Just saying. He has lethal metal claws that pop out of his forearms. It was always going to get ugly. But did you expect him to be psychotic? I mean, I didn't. I expected him to act like a hero. Tie him up with rope or something. And then what? I don't know. But if you can do this to a human body, to another human being, I mean, he looked possessed. Like a whole other Logan was inside there. A demon. No shovels. Not a couple I need the stew in that. I'll wash it. Logan, we need to talk. Way ahead of you, Justin. I'm going to clean up this mess and take off. And then you won't ever have to hear from me again. You got enough demons to face. You heard us. Yeah, I hear most things. Sorry. 
You were completely out of control tonight, Logan. You scare me. Not gonna hurt yourself. How do I know that? How do I know? You don't. So it's settled. Logan leaves at first light. Copy that. If we're done chatting now, I'm gonna bury some bodies. We can help. Can we? I got this. We're gonna help. Okay. You got a wheelbarrow? Sick. I can look. Probably not. I'm gonna grab that rolling chair. Wait, Logan. Thank you for saving my life tonight. And Justin's. I guess we haven't sounded very grateful. It's just been really intense for Christmas Day. Justin? Sleep outside tonight, Logan. Wouldn't dream of being anywhere else. Justin? What? Say thank you to him. What are you, my mother? Watch it get. Do what you want, Soph. But I'm not gonna hang around here and clean up his mess. It's your life. Literally. I'm out of here. Justin! Justin! Ugh. He really just left. And we still have to bury the bodies. Yeah. That's how all my relationships end. Marvel Entertainment and Sirius XM present Marvel's Wastelanders Wolverine. Chapter 4, Inacceptable. Crossbones! Where is that human flea? You ran? Inacceptable! <laughs> Get up! I asked you for the skeleton of Wolverine, not some pathetic excuse. <laughs> there was nothing to find. Why can't you do the simple things I ask of you? Artemis! Oh. It was beneath me. Beneath you. <laughs> Nothing is beneath you. You are my subordinate. You are the sub in my ordinance. I will tolerate no opposition. I could look on the black market. I, uh, I bet adamantium's worth mint. If some sticky-fingered opportunist has stolen what's rightfully mine. Uh, maybe... Maybe they didn't steal it, maybe. Maybe it's nowhere to be found at all, except, except in the obvious place. Impossible. Is it? This body can survive almost anything. You said it yourself. 
You're suggesting I didn't defeat him? You defeated him, okay? You defeated him. It's... It's not your fault he's a mutant cockroach. We've been at this for a long time now. You and I. Yes, sir. I'd say our fates are tied together. Yes, sir. Do you know why we've been able to stay in power this long? Do you abolish national elections? Brutality, crossbones. They're very good at it. We give them something to fear. And people need fear. It's what organizes them. It's what gives them structure. But if a superhero is still alive, what will the people have to fear? It will not be us. And that's when it all begins to unravel. We gotta find Wolverine. We must kill Wolverine. Didn't we try that once? Claw will give you the deadliest weapon in his arsenal. I'll see to it myself. You want me to do it? Yeah. What if it doesn't work? <laughs> there is no hypothetical for a highly experienced assassin, huh? That's you, correct? Tell Claw I'm a lefty. Warlord? For Ironhawk. Warlord for Ironhawk? Over? Warlord, this is a channel only for military personnel. I have something Red Skull might want. Over. Stand by for a secure channel. 
Walk with me, Logan. Copy that. When you have your interview with Charles, he's gonna ask you some questions. Nothing to get nervous about, pretty standard stuff. But given the kind of jobs you've had over the years, let's see, you were a logger, a mercenary. Bare-knuckled boxer. Yeah, well, I realize this might be your first formal job interview. Like, ever. So, I thought we should practice. Is that okay? As long as I don't have to wear a tie. No, you do have to wear a tie for the interview. <laughs> Listen, when Xavier asks why you're becoming a teacher, how will you answer? Because you asked me, Jean. Don't say that. It's the truth. Just say something that relates to you, not me. Teaching gives me structure. Okay. Keeps me out of the bars. Well, don't say that. Well, don't like my answers, then tell me what to say. Tell him you like working with kids. Ah. Is that so hard to admit? It's obvious you love being here. You've been a great coach. The kids love you. The teachers love you. The teachers? Our friends? They can still be objective. Mm. They think you need to challenge yourself more. And I do, too. Keeps you out of trouble. I don't know about that. You'd be a natural fit to teach history. You'd want me to talk about my time in the service. Talk about being a soldier. What it meant to me. Yes. What was one of the most important takeaways from your time in the Army? Hmm. I could discuss the enemy's best-kept secret. Propaganda? Venereal diseases. <laughs> Let's just say they didn't call it gonorrhea racetrack for nothing. Oh, the students are gonna eat you up, Logan. You're gonna be great. And Charles and I will have each other for moral support. Scott's gonna need it more than anybody. True. Me at the school full-time? How's that gonna go down at home? <sighs> well, on the surface, he acts like everything's fine. Oh, would you be surprised now this was all Scott's idea? Really? Why? You should ask him someday. Scott's a better man than me. Don't say that. We're all capable of anything. We just try to lean into the good as much as we possibly can. That's what makes us X-Men. Here, we're taking the elevator. This is Chuck's elevator. Mm-hmm. Get on. If we're going down to where I think we're going... Charles knows. All right. But I've already been there once. He wants me to show you how it works. You gotta give me a science lesson? No. I'll spare you the six-part lecture on electromagnetism. I appreciate that. I'm gonna show you how to use it safely. And correctly. Me? Come on. As you recall, it's just down this hallway. So, we're gonna make modifications so other mutants can access it and not get brain damage. I think I'm good. Yep. I don't know if I need to access it. Charles and I have been talking about the future of this school. We were in such a hurry to get it up and running, bringing in students and teachers. We didn't think enough about the administration. Only the two of us understand how this place works. And if something were to happen to us... Nothing's gonna happen. But if it did, others need to be able to step into our shoes. This place is too important to fail. If something were to happen to it, we don't have... Nothing's gonna happen to it. But if it did, if mutants didn't have a place to feel safe, to learn to be massively awkward teenagers, if my own daughter didn't have this place, well, I couldn't imagine a bigger tragedy. Red? You don't have to imagine Jack Squat. 
I'd go to the ends of the earth to keep you safe. And then I'd go down to hell and kill the devil just to cover all my bases. Ain't nothing gonna happen to you on my watch. We're here. Ready to see Cerebro? Is anybody ever ready for that? Wait! What's the matter? Jean! Jeannie! I have to tell you something. Your breath smells like humans. <sighs> Morning, Fang. How were your dreams last night? I can't believe I'm up at this hour. Know what that's like for a teenager? Rough. Here, brought you some coffee. Thanks. And it's still boiling. Should have thrown in some ice, huh? I would have if I had it. The temperature must have swung 50 degrees last night. Feels like summer. You'd never even know it snowed. Then again, what did we ever know about anything, really? Especially love. Uh, you know what, kid? I don't really do teenage love very well. Uh, but coffee's fine. You don't have to leave at first light. Justin's not even talking to me. Stay for breakfast. No, I'm going soon. I've been thinking about something you said to me last night. Oh. Everything was still pretty fresh. You said you don't know any other mutants besides me. So, let's find you some. Hey, up! Do the elevators work here? Are you kidding me? I'm gonna look for the stairs. Where are we trying to go? It's a secret. Watch your step. The building's unstable. Should have seen me in the Blitzkrieg. Ain't nothing gonna take me down. Oh. <laughs> Here. You okay? Broke my leg. Hold on, I'm coming. Guess this leg is not gonna set itself. Cerebro? How do you know what this is? It's so grand in here. It's like this beautiful dome untouched by time. A aside from that hole you just put in the ceiling. I can't believe I'm actually inside of it. I I've been wanting to find this place after reading Jean's diary. Hold on. <laughs> Jean's diary? Uh, it wasn't very exciting. A lot of technical stuff and lists of her concerns. She seemed to be concerned an awful lot. You shouldn't have been reading that. I already did, but you're right. Is that the helmet? Don't touch that. Didn't they make modifications so you don't have to be a telepath? How do you know this? Jean's diary. You gotta be trained on it. I was trained. Never took the test drive. Are there risks? Yeah, kid. I'm gonna be connecting my noggin to a supercomputer. What's the worst that could happen? You've become my permanent caretaker. Oh. I can remember how to turn it on. Oh. Maybe a few cobwebs in there. Now I gotta set the controls. 
Check. This knob here. This is the amplification knob. You want a setting that's strong, but not too strong. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You got to find the sweet spot. Okay. Looks like we're ready for the main event now. Go stand over there, kid. And I'm going to put on this nerdy headgear. Do it! Hands were sweaty. Take two. Here goes nothing. Welcome to Cerebro. Chuck. A brief introduction. I am a highly sophisticated piece of psionic equipment that transmits extrasensory data. I have but one intended purpose, to detect the brain waves of mutants in order to locate them. I am indiscriminate of good or evil. I am a tracking device. I am a connective thread. And for the X-Men, I am an essential tool for protection. Fallen into the wrong hands, I could commit grave harm to mutants. So, protect me. Use me only for noble aims. And I will show you your mutant family. For we are all always connected to each other. It's lighting up. It's working. It's already found two mutants that are close by. Really close by. Oh. <laughs> I just found you and me. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, Cerebro. You're just getting warmed up. That can't be it, can it? Canada! That one lit up in Quebec. And Laval. Montreal. Oh, there's there's a lot in Montreal. Quebec City, gotta know. Logan, do you know any of these mutants? Uh, Monique Wash, Harper Goulet, Nagamo Thunderhawk, Catherine Pride. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Catherine Pride. Kitty? Take down the coordinates. Writing them as fast as I can. What the? You kidding me? Now we have a power outage? It wasn't the power. I lost my concentration. Well, Kitty Pride, of course. I heard a sound. It was Fang. Growling. Fang? Oh no. Justin's in big trouble. Are you Mr. Crossbones? <laughs> For all intents and purposes. I'm Justin Chen. I'm here to make the exchange. My dad for Wolverine.
on the next episode of Marvel's Wastelanders, Wolverine. You're the snitch. Some kid playing dress-up in army fatigues. I'm not some enough small talk. It's quid pro quo time. You show me my dad, I'll show you Wolverine. It's a funny story, kid. I was just here 48 hours ago looking for Wolverine over there. These guys don't look like the Owls from last night. They're organized. What do they want with Justin? I don't know. Maybe it's related to his dad's business. Now there's the man of the hour. It's good to hear your voice, buddy. Should have known it'd be you coming for me, Crossbones. Guess Red Skull's gotten too lazy to fight his own battles. Poor Red Skull learned his lesson last time. If you want someone dead, Call a professional killer. Marvel Entertainment and Series XM present Marvel's Wastelanders Wolverine. Starring Robert Patrick as Wolverine. Directed by Jenny Turner Hall. Original sound design by Michael Oldmark. Original music by Rhett Miller and John Burdick. Story by Jenny Turner Hall and Peter Tomasi. Written by Jenny Turner Hall. Featuring performances by Ashley Atkinson as Kitty Pride, Rachel Kroll as Red Skull. Isabella Ferreira as Sophia. Jennifer Ikeda as Rachel. Justin Nen as Justin. Clark Peters as Professor X. Daniel Sunjada as Cyclops. Carl Tart as Kevin. Additional performances in this episode by Cherise Booth as Jean Grey, Jerry Burns as Crossbones, with additional voices performed by Luther Creek, Dan Fink, Daphne Gaines, Marcella Lentz Pope, Jesus Martinez, Armando Riesco, Bruce Winant, produced by Jenny Rattlet Mast, Brad Barton, M.R. Daniel and Larissa Rosen. Associate produced by Lydia Smith. Our production manager is Libby Felch. Our script supervisor is Fred Carlos. Casting by Elaine Aldaffer and Lisa Donadio. Editing and sound design by Michael Oldmark. Our assistant editor is Faustine Pelipel. Sound effects editing by John Moros. Mixed by Carl Anderson. Our Foley artist is Tommy Stang. Additional sound design and mixing by Daniel Burnell. Original music by Rhett Miller and John Burdick. Additional music by Michael Oldmark. Additional engineering provided by Underground Audio, Studio Awesome, Outpost Studios, Philadelphia Post, One Union Recording Studios, VoiceWorks Audio, Tone Zone Recording. Production legal by Chad Russo and Cooper Ward with Raymond Law PC. Payroll services by Violet Romero and ABS Payroll. Executive produced by Dan Buckley, Joe Casada, Sarah Amos, Daniel Fink, Stephen Wacker, Ellie Pyle, and Jill Duboff. The character of Wolverine was created by Lynn Ween, John Ramita Sr., Herb Trimpey, and Roy Thomas. My name is Tim Rose. Marvel's Wastelanders Wolverine is a production of Marvel Entertainment and Series XM in association with Wave Runner Studios. For more information, visit marvel.com slash Wastelanders. This podcast was recorded under a SAG after collective bargaining agreement. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs>